Hello, at the beginning of October, around the 7th, um, I re-entered the mental health system for two reasons. Um, the one reason I needed certification to stay on my SSDI benefits because I have a disabling mental illness. I have major depression and uh, complex PTSD, but the major depressive symptoms have disabled me for most of my life, even when I was a small child. And um, if you want to know more about how that started, you can read, you can listen to my episode, um, how I experienced my mental illness. Um, you can look that up on the search. Um, I hope your podcast platform, whatever, wherever you're listening to my episodes, has a search thing on my. Uh, podcast. If it does, try and look up how I experienced my mental illness. And um, I was quite a disturbed child, teenager, and then adult. And I had to collect benefits. And um, I did try to work a couple of times, and it was as stressful as being in a regular class um, when I was in school. I had to be in special ed because the uh, symptoms were so bad. I had it for a long time. And um, after that disclaimer and explaining everything, because I feel like I still have to explain why I'm on disability, but I know that many people with mental illnesses and depression are on disability. It's a hidden disability like having epilepsy. It's not all we are. It's not who we are, but it's part of us. And it's something we have to deal with every day. And, and the therapy is expensive if you're lucky enough to uh, get treatment in, in your network in the American healthcare system. That was the other reason I couldn't find a uh, psychiatric practitioner or even a therapist in the network of my uh, Medicaid plan here in California. In fact, there's only uh, three, I think there's only two or three plans in my city and I switched plans because there was no one there was virtually no one that was not sequestered in the clinic I was already going to and they had basically dogged me out because of my last diagnosis borderline personality disorder and they had done it in a very sideways nasty way but all the psychiatrists that accepted the uh, insurance plan combination that I had the Medicare yes people under 67 do have Medicare if they're adult survivors of families that collected railroad or Social Security yes and, and we did so um, you look that up instead of uh, interrogating me excuse me if I sound defensive but having to explain feeling as though I have to explain over and over and over and over and over again all my life even when I was younger, why I didn't work, why I let my mental illness take over and collected benefits and wasted taxpayers' money. Yeah, I'm going to just say it like that because my podcast now is about mental health, ethics, and social health. And um, when we have this cancel culture and we judge each other for having our stories, that is not fair, a very fair ethical thing to do in our society. I really don't believe that. Especially if people think, automatically think that people who collect benefits 
are automatically unethical. I've been I've been accused of that too. Damn it. So anyway, um, I'm getting certified, hopefully, for my disability again. It's time for my evaluation, and um, there's no psychiatrists in my network, so I had to check into an outpatient program. The other reason that I checked into the mental health system again, outpatient, was because I was having some pretty serious symptoms. Now, um, you, can, you can do a study and look this up online, too, if you would like. Um, prisoners of war and um, abuse survivors and many others and survivors of, of torture have reported or ha there's been studies about, you can even Google search this, people who are in solitary confinement, people who are ostracized, you know, in cults or cult, exiting cults, um, people who are like Jehovah's Witnesses and, and stuff, I'm just naming one. You know, Scientology, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, even the 12-step program sometimes, if you don't have the right uh, personality or the right, you know, recovery uh, process that many people want. I, I experienced that, too, in support groups and in the 12-step program. Um, if you are ostracized enough, if you have lost enough of your self-confidence that you even begin to isolate yourself, and ostracize yourself you will go crazy again and I basically started going through that um, I have my mentor I have my roommate I have my uh, partners but I am still very I'm still uh, I still feel very alone I still have a uh, very dangerous thought process in my head that makes me believe that I need to just go and end myself and that voice got very loud Especially after I was traumatized by Medicaid uh, a couple months ago when um, I had to have an abscess removed from, from my mouth, had to have a tooth pulled and had to pay over $800, had some emergency savings left over from a long time ago that I had forgotten I even had. Because, you know, when, when, when you want money, you know, sometimes you'll look all over the house for money. I, I found, you know, some and um, borrowed a little more from uh, Bruce, and I'm paying him back, and I'm paying back that uh, pile or whatever. And I'm also in debt, and I paid over 800 bucks to have a tooth removed that Medi-Cal should have paid for, and uh, they didn't, and they still didn't, and I don't know if it's, if it's because maybe I, could, I can let them know what happened. Uh, the clinic that, that removed my tooth said I wasn't going to get my money back, even though I paid them with cash, even though um, I got my Medi-Cal reinstated the very day after I had the extraction done. And I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the reopening. Maybe there was a glitch. Maybe there was a glitch in the computer system, but they didn't think I had Medi-Cal anymore. And, oh my God. So I was traumatized by a lot of stuff. And that started... All these little things happening to me over and over and over again all summer just started, you know, affecting me. I'm not kidding. I mean, I've, I've tried to have a stoic mind doing my own mental wellness process. And I still have my mental wellness process. I still have my code of universal ethics. But every human being, I'm beginning to learn the hard way. Whether they deserve it or not. Whether you think they deserve it or not. Some people still believe other, other people deserve to be just isolated and shut down 
and put away. I don't believe that for a minute. I believe everybody has the right and the responsibility and to a chance at recovering and rehabilitating from any mental illness, any seemingly hopeless condition, even a criminal, goddammit, if they want to. Maybe they should still spend the rest of their lives in prison. But um, that, that's another can of worms in, in my, social, uh, my social ethics thing. Improve the damn prisons. I, I believe in free-range style prisons. Now, that might be more money. That might be more space. That might be more work and more time. But God damn it. A human being, it's a form of torture. Putting them in a tiny cell. Putting them in a cage. And punishing them, punishing them instead of disciplining their crime. And many innocent people are treated like that when they haven't even done anything. They've been accused of things. And, um, you know, I digress. I'm, I'm going on and on and on. But my point is, we still live in a society where we are friggin' breaking each other. Instead of, uh, you know, building our society up and building each other up and encouraging ourselves to build ourselves up. Every day I hear about self-esteem in America. Love yourself. Practice self-care. We love people care about you. Pray to God. Do this. Do that. And we still, on the other side of our mouths, put each other down and, and practice cancel culture. And I will never, ever, ever, ever understand why we do that. But I guess maybe that is human nature. Sometimes we, 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 uh, we think and, and act out evil. Sometimes we think and act out good. Maybe we still need to learn how to, how to balance that. We're still evolving and it's taking forever. But um, I went back in because I started dealing with that mental process that was uh, almost counteracting my mental wellness process because I was dealing with it all alone. Um, I have a few podcasts. I have social media, but um, I still don't know how to connect with other people. I don't know how yet, and I still have a mental process in my head that says, if you didn't get it from your family, you're never going to get it from the world. Nope, nobody else, nobody else should be loving you. You should just go and, you know, and um, God damn it. I spent an hour or so just now listening to what schizophrenics go through. What they go through is not too dissimilar. The only difference is they hallucinate it. At least in the experiences I've heard in uh, the the uh, on the YouTube videos, oh, I I hear voices that are telling me to end myself. I hear voices that are telling me I need to go and do this and that and do this other crazy thing or whatever. I need to be on my medicine, which brings me to the other topic I want to talk about: the uh, mental health system that um, I checked into um, two weeks ago wants me to go on antipsychotic medication and I may or may not not have mentioned this already but um, I don't want to be med non-compliant I don't want to be treatment non-compliant but I have had some very bad reactions to those drugs you may or may not know what I'm talking about um, the gener Generation X people might know what I mean when I say Thorazine, Melaril, Trilophon, um, Haldol, um, what were the other ones, uh, Prolixin. Um, I've been on all those antipsychotics, you guys, and I've had some really bad side effects. I was even on the newer ones 
um, Geodon, Risperdal, Seroquel. Risperdal was the last antipsychotic drug I was on before I left uh, AMA um, in 2000, 2009. And um, 2016, I went back in again to the place I'm at now. Um, inpatient because my roommate and I were moving and we almost couldn't find a place in time for our landlord, our old landlord, to uh, take us to court if we didn't get out of there in time. Because they were, they were saying, we're going to deal with you very severely and remove you and your belongings to the street if we have to and um, you're going to have to appear in court or whatever if you don't leave in... Uh, in 60 days so we had to find a place in 60 days and we almost couldn't find one and we're living here now but um, we almost couldn't find this place and I freaking had a had a break and I checked myself into the hospital because I, I caught myself crossing the street this was back in 2016 I caught myself crossing the street downtown and not caring if I got run over or not and um, then I checked into the hospital and um, went to the, an outpatient unit. But um, my biggest historical time when I left the mental health system was 2009. And I developed my own mental wellness process in 2011. Because um, it just, it wasn't working out. It wasn't addressing the issues that caused my mental illness. And I remember now what, what caused it. It was environmental. It was from some really severe trauma. But they want me to go on some antipsychotic drugs, maybe because of this mental process in my mind that's really uh, messing around with me right now. I'll tell you what's, what's, what's helping me not want to end myself anymore. Being able to go three times a week to group therapy and getting to know people again, getting into society again. And I was, trying to, I was trying to help the staff there understand today that um, that's what's helping me feel better, not antipsychotics. What's quieting and counteracting the, the voice, I like to call it, for lack of a better terminology, the thought process, what's quieting the thought process is being able to go out into reality and not solitarily confine myself anymore. Um... I lost my self-confidence in interacting with people for a long time, maybe partly because of that diagnosis I had before, borderline personality disorder. I thought I was just unfriendable and undateable and unlovable and un-everything, and I should just hide and, uh, you know, just, you know, talk about mental health and, and learn about mental health on social media. But that's not the same as connecting with people. And when you don't have a therapist or a doctor in network, you know, anywhere, you can, you're kind of alone. You're kind of on your own. You are in the American healthcare system if the insurance isn't uh, covering your, your care, you know, because, because doctors still have a right to um, accept whatever insurance they want or not, you know. And when not enough doctors accept, you know, the insurance you have, you know, you don't. You virtually don't have a doctor. You have the insurance, but you don't have the providers. So you might as well not even have the insurance. So anyway, that was happening to me. And today they were saying you gotta take those antipsychotic drugs, Sarah. You gotta take those. Uh, 
you've got to take this blank medication. I'm not going to name the medication because, you know, that's sensational. But any psychotic medication, um, stuff in the class of uh, Geodone and Seroquel and Melaril and such, you know, I'm not going to name the drug that they prescribed. They also want me to try an antidepressant. And uh, they want me to try one of the newer ones. And um, I might I might yet uh, try that because um, I hear that... Uh, Antidepressants can help um, calm down racing thoughts and racing mind stuff. So uh, I'm, I think I'm willing to try an antidepressant and maybe depressive uh, thoughts, you know, um, to help help you know control that. I can probably um, and antidepressants don't seem to have as much as many adverse side effects as. Um, any psychotics in my experience. Um, I'm happy for other clients that don't have a lot of side effects that bother them. Um, the reason I'm scared to take any psychotic drugs is extrapyramidal symptoms, um, meaning muscle problems. Um, I was on one particular medication once and I couldn't walk. My legs were so stiff I couldn't walk or even cross my legs or uncross them. I couldn't move my legs. I literally had to pick up, pick up one of my legs and cross them over my other leg, cross it over my other leg. I'm not kidding. I couldn't get up and walk. My legs were paralyzed. I had to go to the emergency room. This was like in uh, 1997. I had to go to the emergency room and have a doctor examine my uh, legs and use that hammer thing on, on the knee. And... Um, I think she said that was normal. My leg jerked, but um, I couldn't friggin... I didn't have enough strength in my legs or enough uh, movement in my legs to uh, be able to walk on them. I was, I was virtually paralyzed from the, 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 the hips down. I'm serious. Sometimes I couldn't move my hands very well either. And I was on another drug... Um, in another another uh, decade or two, and um, I couldn't breathe because um, the muscles in my uh, chest, my I don't know if it was my pectoral or the, the, the my diaphragm muscles that control that help with breathing, my diaphragm muscles um, weren't working right. Um, they were they were stiff, and I had I had trouble drawing breath. I'm not kidding, and I almost had to go to the ER, and um, I could have had to I could have had to be intubated. But I called my psychiatrist that night and um, told him what was going on. He told me to um, take a Benadryl. He said, "Do you have Benadryl in the house, Ms. E?" And I said, "Yes. Um, I'll prescribe you with uh, benztropine or." you know, cogentin in the morning, but take Benadryl tonight and sleep it off. And I did, and that helped. And, but I was so scared, I, you know, I, I, and I felt like I was going to pass out the next day for the rest of the day. So I basically just stayed supine, I think, for about 48 hours. Another time I, um, I was on this uh, other drug. Um, in fact, this happened with three antipsychotic drugs, respectively, separate situations, um, my eyeballs rolled up, and, um, they said that was tardive dyskinesia, but I thought that was from, uh, 
that was for you know like other facial muscles but my eye my eyeballs were rolling upward into my eyelids and I couldn't see you know can you imagine um, when you uh, when you're when you lose consciousness sometimes your eyes roll backward into your head my eyes kept rolling backward into my head and um, they told me to take Benadryl for that and then I, I read that um, I might have an interaction with uh, Benadryl with this drug so uh, I'm stuck not being able to take Benadryl unless I have some other side effects so um, I told them today I um, I don't want to take the antipsychotic um, I want to take the uh, just the antidepressant and they're like you need to take both and I just I left today feeling really really in a quandary you know with a bottle of meds and um, not not wanting to take them I, I know what they what they do to me and uh, my mentor told me I had a I had a legal right not to take them but uh, I don't want them to think I'm non-compliant either I like them to um, still treat me you know I need the group therapy I need the monitoring and I am willing to maybe try one of the one of the meds um, I might even be willing to try a mood stabilizer or some other calming uh, agent but um, antipsychotics no thank you I don't want I don't want those I don't want to be forced I don't want to be coerced into taking something that I know is gonna really mess me up and I, I told my my uh, counselor today I said I don't want to have to go to the emergency room especially in the middle of the night you know I need my sleep and you know it uh, my life is has been disrupted enough without um, having to go to the ER and he, he uh, parted with me saying I want you to go on your regimen as ordered by your doctor and I said I can't I can't say I can't say yes you know I can't promise you that sir I don't want to go through this I don't want to go through more medical issues from these medicine this medicine you know I may be willing to uh, go on the go on the antidepressant very gradually maybe take a really low dose maybe a lower dose than most people you know can tolerate you know, so, ladies and gentlemen, you can see that I am willing to, uh, to try something. But, um, I'm not willing to put my body through more trauma, or my, my, my body or my psyche through more trauma with another possible medical emergency. I mean, my, my diaphragm muscles, for God's sake. You can look that up, too. The muscles, extra pyramid, it, it's spelled like pyramid, extra pyramid, only it's with like a like a IEL at the end extra pyramidal extra pyramidal um, I don't know what the S stands for but it's EPS and um, it, it involves the muscles um, the body you know the, the, the body muscles um, it can affect your legs and make you have trouble walking it can uh, make your eyeballs roll upward into your head it can um, it can make you have trouble breathing even. 
seriously if it affects your diaphragmatic diaphragmatic muscles above your stomach it can affect your breathing so um, you can work if you're on any psychotic drugs or want to try one or if your doctor is trying to make you take them um, advocate yourself or get an advocate we still have a right to uh, treatment but we have a right to we should have a right to refuse treatment we're scared we're really afraid to have if we think it's going to affect us if we think it might be life-threatening or very disruptive and significantly disruptive to our uh, functioning really we should have a right to uh, refuse and we should have a right to uh, feel okay doing that we should have a right to uh, not be labeled as treatment non-compliant we should be able to we should be able to um, have peace and harmony with our society because most of us don't want to not cooperate most of us especially when we feel desperate enough to, to, to get help most of us want that help and most of us don't want to be treated like like we're not uh, you know to be considered as individuals we have a right to person focused treatment what works for us even if it might be difficult for, for, for us or for our providers alright be safe everyone really don't don't kill yourself don't hurt yourself and never give up bye